This is Comment Picks by the Glick. Hey, I'm your host, Jason Glick. How you doing, Jason Glick? I'm doing good, John. Yourself? Too bad. What you got for us tonight? Okay, well, I just, well I'm on vacation right now for my job. So, so, I, so I decided, like, well, it's like I'm going to take the time to do something that I didn't get to do um, when it would have been appropriate, and that's reread all 31 volumes of Blade of the Immortal. Because as long-time readers know, it's my all-time favorite series. In fact, it's the only um, series I put on my all-time favorites list that was still being published. And overall, it's like, you know, when um, Volume 31 came out um, back in March, it's like, it didn't really offer anything um, like substantial enough to um, convince me to change my mind that, you know, no, it shouldn't be one of my all-time favorite series. But at the same time, though, it's like, you know, I've you know, I had between between work, between you know the ongoing desire to play um, video games, and also the uh, constant of new stuff I get each week. I really didn't have the time to um, sit down and play, sit down and read, reread all thirty-one volumes. Now, you say, Jason, but you went and did that for um, Full Metal Alchemist. And I said, Yeah, but you know that's that was only twenty-seven volumes, and it's like you know shown and fighting stuff. But you also did it for thirty-seven volumes of Gantz. Yeah, but. Gantz is like a really easy read um, compared to, say, compared to a, a, like the density of something like Blade of the Mortal or even like Full Metal Alchemist. So I, so I told myself I was going to sit down um, re- second, and read through all of um, Blade of the Immortal. Now, I started this, uh, let's see, last uh, Saturday, and you know, I thought, okay, well, maybe I'd have to like, tell John, okay, we're going to put, put off recording this until, like, you know, on Monday or Tuesday in order to give me enough time to do this. Because I figure I need at least... If I, I could do this, like, you know, 10 days, three volumes a day, and day, you know, that'd be cool and all. Well, here's how it went. I went through about nine volumes in the first day, seven volumes, like, follow, following a couple days, and then, like, you know, three, three or two the days after that. So, yeah. Rereading Blade of the Immortal, a hell of a lot easier and a lot more fun um, than I was expecting. Because, long story short, it's like, this is one of the all-time greats, and as far as I'm concerned, you know, even though it's like, um, Lone Wolf and Cub may be Dark Horse's best-selling manga, Blade of the Immortal is its crown jewel. It's like, now, the story itself starts out, you know, pretty simply in the sense that you've got a uh, swordsman, um, Manji, who was, um, like, like, he... Like he he basically um went through a, like one hundred like one hundred um duels duels to the death um pro- after it's like after he killed his after he killed his lord and the and the authorities tried tried to bring him in but um on so but then um on this very very last one he wound up killing the uh, man who uh, married his married his sister and then was subsequently brought brought back to life by um by a nun. Who basically said that his eyes are crying out for redemption, and she so she stuffed him full of um, like sacred bloodworms that would um render him immortal, being able to heal from just about any like any possible injury. You know, um, short of um beheading, crushed, being crushed to death, or drowning. But you know, hey, that's he's kind of like um Wolverine without the adamantium. That's the best analogy I can give right here. And um, after he um, completely fucks up trying to save his sister, it's like he um, tells the nun that instead of like trying to um, redeem himself by by not um, by uh, by you no know, not by giving up the sword, he decides he's going to kill a thousand evildoers in order to um, 
It's like in order to um, atone for what he's done. That's the uh, the sh- like you know the hook you would give like for this series, like you know hey like immortal samurai trying to kill a thousand evil lures to redeem himself. Hey, you know work. It's like hey, it's like a you know nice easy um, hook you can give to any anyone. Makes sure a great pitch and all. Then you get his that's that basically lasts like the first. Then you get then you move into the next arc, and basically he meets up with this girl um Rin who um who's whose father was the head of a dojo that was killed by Maverick, by a Maverick Samurai faction known as the Ito Ryu. Led by a man named Notsukagehisa, the Ito Ryu is determined to um, restore um, like, um, swordsmanship to the, um, it's like to the Edo, it's like to the, um, to like the Meiji era of Japan. Instead of just being something that is just concerned with form and honor, like, like the way the sword should just be, um, like you, des- you destroy your um, opponent by any means necessary. And um, it's like after his grandfather was um, kicked out of of, of um, the dojo run by Rin's father, it's like he he shows up um, like to take them out as a matter. It's like just a matter of course and set, settling old scores. It's like Rin like finds out about this immortal samurai and enlists um, his help to enlist Manji's help to um, to, re- to in order to um, avenge um, her her it's like her father. Her parents and her, her death at at Anotsu's hands, or not his hand, his hands specifically, but the hands of the Ito Ryu. But you know, since Anotsu was a leader, it's like he's the one who it's, blood is on his hands specifically. And so there you go. It's like then you've got like the long form story. Basically, it turned like it like that. That initial hook turns out to something a lot more, a lot longer, and a lot more complicated. And um, while we get. So we get an e- some easy vengeance early on when she takes takes out the guy who um, it's like one one of the guys who apparently decided to um, keep her mother's head as a memento, it's like of his love for her, it's creepy, and it's like and it's like and then um she it's like and then she tries to uh you know get some help in order to get it's like it's like in order to um get get her her vengeance train going. It's like it's it's very very Lady the Moral is like very episodic. Um, it's like at the beginning, it's like a lot of like little short stories establishing like the world, the characters, and um, for my money, it's like it doesn't really get really get going until you get to um the third volume, Dream Song, where um, it's like where you where um, Rin Rin and Manji meet up first meet up with this one one girl who is uh, Makie, who um. It's like who basically the girl who inspired um, Anotsu and showed him the beauty of the strong, but at the same time she would like she was told that you know her that her skill that she was insanely skilled with it's like it's like at sword at sword play or her special um, spear nunchuck um, type deal that um she um uh, see that she, uh, she uh, what am I trying to say what am I trying to say here it's like she was. Like she was told, like you know, hey, it's like you know, all all your skills are just going to bring pain to everyone, but except for by, by her by her family, it's like, and then um, but uh, after she meets Anosu, it's like he like he's inspired by her, it's like, and she's the one who sh- first showed him the beauty of the strong, and so he first enlists her to um to take out Manji while things don't go that well. First, she eventually um gets her mojo back and um. And almost murders the shit out of Manji, but not before he, uh, 
it's like, not, but not before he shows her. Um, he, he mentions Manjian basically like tells her to like you know, hey, get your head on straight. I'm not going to die to someone who, it's like who isn't even taking this seriously. But you know, it's like that's you know, believe the mortal. It's like you know, basically, it's not just about you know just murdering the guy um, because he's he's because you have like issues with them. It's all it's see, it's about just you know. Sh- um, Getting into the characters' heads and finding out just you know why they it's like you know, why they're doing what they do, it's like it's like and what what motivates them in order to take up the sword and fight against other people. It's like these things, these uh, motivations are con- considerably um, more complex as thing, time goes on. It's when as Rin meets the man who raped her, it's like raped her mother. It's like and um tries to extract an apology an apology from him. Then you also meet the um, like the assassins of the Mugai Ryu, like um, criminals who've been sh- sentenced to death by the shogunate, and um, are then they're employed in order to employed as assassins in order to um, you know work off their like their debt to society. It's like it's like there's lots of I mean re- it's like rereading this. It's like it's like a lot of, like Blade of the Immortal really does hold up like from like from beginning beginning to end. I mean really it's like the biggest issue I have is that um, this is not a series that um, that creator that that Samura really um, planned out from front to back as he was starting this. I mean, there's a lot of stuff he he made up. Clearly, he made up as as it was going along. And there's one point where um, he flashes back to a point where Rin's grandfather tells like tells her about um, like his it's like his clash with Anotsu's grandfather. And it's like, yeah, it's like, Yoki, you're just trying to like add more, um, grab, like, um, like significance to this event, but it's, but you're kind of just like trying to force the issue here. Other times, he, um, like when, like when we get a uh, hidden chapter to the um, prison arc, and um, it's like we find out the, um, the, it's like the um, doctor who had studied in Western, um, um, medical procedures, basically, and had been experimenting on Manji in order to learn the secrets of immortality. He documented all this stuff and then um, wrote it wrote it down. And then this is given to a really evil bastard Shira um, to uh, take to uh, who basically got his own kind of um, immortality thanks thanks to um, getting Manji's arm. It's like yet um, it's like he's somewhere was big on the retcon, trying to say, say hey, I'm just trying to like, add additional significance here, but. Well, sometimes it can be forced, as is visit with, with Rin's grandfather. But then you get the bit with um, talking about uh, Mondi's immortality and um, telling it to his um, his main opponent, but also hiding the key to um, defeating the character in the uh, it's like it's like in the exposition as well. So sometimes it can actually work out um, pretty elegantly as well. Another thing I also noticed while rereading all throughout the, the series. Is like the sheer amount of um, like fortunate coincidences of people just meeting up on the road again and again and again, like from from Masasori, the um, secret like secret ninja who also who became a painter, um, meeting up meeting up with Manji after he gotten butchered on while trying to attain a take a pass to it's like to the uh, like to um to Magatsu. Um, one of um, it's like one of Anotsu's um, like follow- followers and friends, um, like running down Shira. It's like on the, it's like on the, uh, it's like on the road, and then, like then finding out that hey, this is the guy who I thought I killed, like you know, several volumes back. It's like there's lots of, 
it's like there's lots of you know happy coincidences like like in the sense of hey you know it's this guy again it's like so it but it's like it gets to the point that actually gets to the point where it's kind of like it's more amusing than anything else also but more than but while the uh but while blade offers like lots of um like lots of memorable characters it's like a, a story that and a story that basically um it gets past the episodic like like um the episodic nature of its origins and then just kind of gets a nice coherent you know stuff happens and you're just kind of like continuously involved from like like this happens and this happens and this happens it's like from from volume to volume i mean one of the things that really um solidified my love of the series was that around the uh i mean this is one of the series that um dark horse has published published for years in a monthly volume form monthly issue form and then they did collect the uh, issues out in trade paper, trade paperback. But then there were times when it's like, holy shit, you're you're gonna make me wait a fucking year between volumes. And it's like, oh man, I just want the next one. But then you get um, points where like you know you'd have the uh, have the year long wait between say um, volume volume eleven beasts, which has um, some really. Um, brutal and um, unsavory um, attacks against one of the main female characters there. Even if she does get her um, her vengeance on the guys at the end, it's still really hard like hard to read through. But then you get followed up with um, with the fall volume 12. Like That was a year between those volumes. And then delivered in the sense you had um, it's like you had um, Manji and Magatsu um, taking on Shira and finding out, you know, holy shit, Shira, he's got Dude has gone crazy and is like, you know, got his own like real scary plans for them and, for, and how he wants to deal with how, how he wants to deal with them too. It's like it's, but it also but also deliver in terms of like, hey, if you're gonna wait a year, it's like it better be damn well good in order like in order in order to keep for me to keep reading. And every time like I had to wait a long ass fucking time between volumes of Play of the Immortal to read them, it delivered. It's like it delivered again and again and again to the point where, hey, you know, even the uh, the waiting got to be fun. And since I knew that, you know, no matter how long I had to wait, um, Blade of the Immortal would always deliver. And that's that's kind of like, like, you know, what really what solidified it. Um, it's like for me is like is one of my all, is one of my all time favorites. And also the fact that for a long ass time, it's like it was not a series I could really predict where it was going. And you know, rereading it um, again, it's like one thing that it's instilled in me more than any other series I've met, I've read, American or Japanese. It has got some of the best goddamn action sequences I have ever read in comics form. Full stop. I mean, yeah, Garth Ennis can um, choreograph choreograph a good gunfight. It's like um, like the the action scenes at One Punch Man are a lot a lot of fun to read. Um, like Kuroyo, who does some great, great action storytelling in Gantz, but um, the it's like, but the hand, the hand-to-hand combat um, depicted in Blade of the Immortal is second, is second to none. It's like, like from the um, sheer amount of style, like of styles on display, to the um, really wicked, um, like creativity that that Samura displays in terms of you know just just the weapon, just kind of like crazy ass weaponry, to the like the level of dismemberment, the um. It's like the kind of like scary ass gore, like in, involved. I mean, goddamn, like 
after like 31 volumes of Blade of the Immortal and like in, in just on, in um, just under two weeks, it's like wow. Because I mean, it's insane, but at the same time, it's like it, I, I think I'm if um, I didn't have to read any series that had like you know really gory ass stuff. It's like I I'd be fine because like holy shit, it's like it's it's really goddamn gory and it's definitely not for the for the faint of heart. But it's all in black and white, so the so if you're squeamish about blood, well, it's all a nice shade of gray right there. So, and I could just you know keep going about keep going on about all the uh, you know like the individual volumes and how say how things go, and like how it's you know if, if you're reading this like the series kind of like I progresses in like in four acts, and bizarrely like the way Dark Horse has um, repackaged them, they all kind of um, like four acts are based. Act one is volumes one through seven. Act two is volumes um, eight through fourteen. Act three, which is kind of like an intermission, it's the prison arc. I've talked about this before, and um, yeah, it still reads, even though it's like it does feel kind of like the story, main story is being put on hold for a bit. It's like it still reads um, um, quite well when you're reading it um, like from front to back. But but um, and then like the final final art push is from. Like it's basically ten volumes from volume twenty two to thirty one. Though you can also um, say that you know the like you can also split it in, into halves. Like between twenty twenty two to twenty six, basically like you know the business dealing with um, like Kabaki Takimura, the um, member of the Shogunate who is trying to um, put put Anotsu down for good. He gets his act together, and then um, then Shira, the business of the Shira is finally it's like it's finally finished over the course of two. Two volumes, and then the final final five are basically that the push push to the end as um, as Itoriu and the uh, and um, Havaki's new group, the Rokidan, um, take like um go head to head, and um Rin, it's like and Rin shows up to fi- finally um get her vengeance. It's like again, it's like against Anotsu. So overall, it's like and, and that's also another thing about the series. I mean, like well, the series basically starts off with um Rin being. Total victim uh, material in the sense that you know she almost gets talked into a love suicide in order to um, avenge, find, avenge her um, parents' death. It's like at the hands of like the creep who um, mounted her mother's head on his shoulder. It's like by the end, like as the series goes on, she really um, develops into a very strong, in, it's like independent character, someone who is who's more than capable of saving her, bot- her bodyguard on more than one occasion. That's kind of the fun thing about the series. I mean, it's it's great seeing her her evolution as a character and show, and and showing that you know, hey, she's not she's not helpless. She can be creative, desperate and, and brutally imaginative as like as things go on. I mean, what we're told about what happens to her in the final volume, it's like I like to I like to think that, you know, she that um, she became a hell of a woman. It's like after, it's like after, after her whole experience experience with Manji. Uh, it's no no surprise that um, she has a granddaughter who um is see- who had went up um seeking her her um, Manji's help at the final. It's like in the final volume. So and Manji, well, it's kind of funny because you know even though it's like Manji is a thoroughly skilled swordsman, it's kind of funny to see how mu- how often he gets his ass kicked over the course of the series. Because even though he is immortal and he is um, thoroughly um, thoroughly creative as a swordsman, 
uh, he still um, it's like it's like he still winds up um, needing um, if not Rin's help um, more often than not he winds up just needing the help of whoever is on on hand in order to um, avoid getting just you know vivisected um, t- to death. So, but at the same time, he's also kind of like um, a real smart ass who knows how to um, troll like those who are screwing him. It's like who are those who are trying to um, beat the crap out of him more often than not. So it's he's always a source of entertainment. And even though it's like he's not the guy who grows over the course of the series, I still kind of would have like my issue with the final volumes that we didn't get to see you know how he handled um, you know being bodyguard to this new girl at the end. It's like at the end, which I would have liked to have seen, you know, how he put all the lessons he learned um, while um, while fighting with Rin, fighting, let's see, fight, fighting to protect Rin. It's like, and applied to this, like, to this new girl. Still, it's like he's, it's like he's a, a fantastically entertaining character. It's like, and worthy of being like the main one. It's like the uh, being um, the the inspiration for the title of the series. So overall. Blade of the Immortal, still one of the all all time greats as far as I'm concerned, and it's like, and I'm definitely going to um, and rereading this was a ton of fun. It's like a lot, it's like a lot more fun, like a lot more fun and a lot and went a lot faster than I was ex- than I was expecting. Um, will Volume Thirty One wind up being the best thing I've read this year? Well. I guess you're gonna have to come back in two weeks to find out when I do my uh, best of, say, best of 2015 um, retrospective. After all, so, but even then, um, Believe the Mortal is is going to be reprinted in omnibus format from Dark Horse, starting I think uh, in May of, it's like in May of this coming year, May of this year. So, if you haven't read it, then well, if you want to read it, you can buy all 31 volumes. Um, right now from Dark Horse, but if you want to wait, the uh, the omnibus the omnibus will start coming coming later this year. And whatever version you read it in, it's absolutely highly recommended. John, so um, any thoughts on your end about all this? So you're saying it's well worth the reread? Absolutely. It's like even though it's like I gave up precious time that could have been spent playing um, Xenoblade, <laughs> I really have no regrets about it. Excellent, excellent. So, and with that, um, you will be covering the final volume next time. No, remember we did the final volume back when it came out in March. Oh, my bad. What were you just referring to then? No, we're doing the um, ret. We're doing um, best of 20, 2015 next. That's week. right, where you may talk about the last volume. Okay, gotcha. Well, well you'll get, where, where everyone who's listening to this will get to find out where it, 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 it um, what number it wound up on my um, best of 2015 list. Oh, man. Well, put your bets on that. All right, well, hey, well, uh, that's about it, and we know what you're going to be talking about next time. So, yep. uh, hey, we'll catch you next time on Comic Picks by the Glick. Laters.